the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast. Let's look ahead to Thursday Night Football, and we got a matchup between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Minnesota Vikings. And I want to just toss out kind of a longer odd Anytime touchdown prop. Now, this guy has scored one time this year, which almost seems unfathomable, but that is indeed the case. The last time he spiked six was way back in week five, but I'm going to cannonball splash into the old Chase Claypool here. Found the number of plus 210 at BetMGM, and I'm willing to fire off a ticket on that. Why? It's all about the matchup, Lundy. Uh, Claypool is still number 17 in air yards percentage among eligible wide receivers. He's got nine red zone targets on the season, so it's not like Big Ben has completely ignored him inside the 20-yard line. And you look at the Vikings, man. Uh, they are not sounding the horn defensively by any stretch of the imagination. 15 wide receiver touchdowns allowed this season. Sure, you get Patrick Peterson back, but he is a shell of what he used to be. 109.4 pass rating, a couple of touchdowns allowed this season. So I think Claypool, and this may be a sneak preview of one of the player props. Additionally, I'm going to fire off on, on tomorrow's full breakdown of Thursday Night Football, but... I think it could be a big game for him under the prime time light. So fade or follow Chase Claypool anytime touchdown plus two ten. Uh, is he going to leave me in the black? What do you think? Mooth. I'm going Pat Fryermuth. I'd rather have Muth. I, I I don't mind your Claypool bet, but give me Pat Fryermuth at a plus one ninety mm. uh, for an anytime touchdown. Brad, he is actually my favorite anytime touchdown for tomorrow. A couple of reasons why he had no red zone targets last week against Baltimore, but in the previous four games, ten red zone targets combined for him in those four games, which equaled oh. Ho, ho, Four beautiful touchdowns. Uh, so I am looking for him to be able to get that done again. He's had over 75% of the snap share in two straight games. He's out there on the field. Maybe there's been some sort of, uh, uh, I, I don't know, maybe maybe there was a, maybe maybe Big Ben got a booster shot and just <laughs> suddenly is, is feeling a little better. Maybe he had himself an energy drink. I don't know. Maybe something good will happen, but uh, I, I I don't mind your Chase Claypool pick. It's not necessarily that I'm fading you. It's that my favorite anytime touchdown for tomorrow night is Pat Fryermuth. At Big Ben's advanced age, I'm thinking he had a smooth colonoscopy. Could have been. Could have been. Could have been one of those, uh, you know, they, they make those, uh, you know, those supplements that you... You know, you drink and then it basically is like a roto rooter. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it just sort of whoosh uh, as everybody is now, you know, vomiting listening to this podcast. Yeah. Or you just poop in a box like we see uh, that box that walks around <laughs> and follows people and says, hey, why don't you take the lid off and poop in me? Yeah. Uh, tell you what. Uh, why don't you uh, just follow me over here? We'll go behind <laughs> this bush. Uh, you cop a squat, and you know, and I will be dump. extraordinarily happy because I have done my job. Because uh, the box has got a you know a bleep eaten grin, uh, maybe quite literally from yes. ear to ear. It's it's quite yes, funny. Exactly. Uh, it's it is it is actually pretty funny. It's a slightly creepy ad. So I know we'll get into a lot of Thursday night football on tomorrow's pod. Uh, and like I said, don't disagree with Claypool, but my favorite anytime touchdown for tomorrow is Pat Fryerman. All right, with that on this hockey hump day edition, let's get to it with another. Fade five. Number five. All right, Lundy, as we always do on Wednesday, it's time to drop the puck and make some bucks. What do you got for me on the ice? 
We've got four games in the National Hockey League uh, for this evening, so a relatively light slate. I will have two more picks for you in bonus time, but let's start off with one of the early games. Uh, Two teams that right now, not so good, Uh, Philadelphia and New Jersey. So Philly has lost nine in a row. It led to them firing their coach. Um, on Monday morning, as a matter of fact, they fired their coach. Uh, they then proceeded to get blitzkrieged by the Colorado Avalanche uh, on Monday. I, I'm pretty sure those two teams are still scoring, as a matter of fact. Uh, sneak preview, by the way, of bonus time. Uh, but between Philly and New Jersey, uh, New Jersey has lost four in a row. So combined, they have lost 13 <laughs> straight games uh, between the two of them. So it's pretty ugly. Um, And so because of that, I'm staying away from the money line. I'm staying away from puck line. I'm staying away from all of that. But one of the reasons these two teams keep losing is because their defense and their goaltending, to use the word suspect, uh, would be an insult to suspect. Okay, these two (laughs) teams' defense right now is absolutely awful. They can't stop anybody. Um, And so I think what's going to happen is obviously somebody's losing streak has to come to an end tonight. Uh, But I I don't trust either one of them as to who is going to finally figure it out, but I do expect the puck to hit the twine numerous times in this game. So the over under is at six and I will still take the over. I think this one is destined to finish in the seven or eight range. So take the over in total goals between the flyers and the devils sound the sirens. You heard it. Biscuits in the old basket. Number four. All right, let's move on to one of my favorite NBA player props, which has just been a printing press here in Lundy. Franz Wagner. Give me the over on the 22-and-a-half PRA. That's points, rebounds, and assists combined. Uh, and it's going to be a swift kick to the sack. Uh, he's going up against the Kings. Dude, he has done this seven times in a row. Uh, and you look over the last three, so this month, he's averaging 15.7 points per game, four rebounds per game, and 5.3 assists per contest. Sacramento, number 25 in the NBA in adjusted defensive efficiency, giving up 1.077 points per possession. They've also allowed the third most opponent rebounds per contest, though, the 12th fewest assists per game. Still, I think Wagner, I mean, he could get here just on points, and rebounds alone, and then assists would just be a little bit of a sweetener uh, here in the end. So, fade or follow, Franz Wagner over 22.5 on the PRA, minus 120 at DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm a really big fan of his symphony in, in B minor. Um, <laughs> doesn't <laughs> he sound too. like he should be doing like a double header with Mozart uh, yeah. at like Carnegie? Beethoven. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, that, that kind of thing. Um, uh, you already pointed it out. He's done it seven times in a row. Folks, this is his PRA log. 25, 27, 23, 38, 24, 24, 27. That's where he has been sitting. Uh, and so, yes, I, I, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to absolutely roll with this number because this is, again, one of those you ride the hot streak uh, until it bucks you. And Brad's right. This has been a printing press uh, at the beginning of the season. As you know, Brad and I were all about Wagner's rebounds because they kept having his rebound total super low um, yep. and he was crashing the boards. Well, now it's gotten to the point where, you know, maybe that rebound number is catching up, but they're not recognizing how much of a machine and a Swiss army knife he has been uh, so far for the magic. So, yes, I'm all over the over in this one. This is uh, one of the first player props that I go and look for at the books um, every morning when when the Magic are playing. Wager on Wagner. Number three. All right, let's go to the NCAA basketball circuit, and let's talk uh, battle in the Big Ten. And give me the under on Indiana-Wisconsin. Now, truth be told, 
Uh, I got this line when it opened on the total at 132.5 on the under. It is now dipped to 131. I pulled it from Caesar Sportsbook at minus 110. Some books have it as low as 130 at tape time, so I got a really good number out of the gate. Look, this is going to be your classic Rock'em Sock'em Robots affair. Inside the Kohl's Center, uh, the Badgers will control tempo. That's what they normally do. Indiana loves to run. They relish that fast pace. They get a lot of transition buckets, transition threes. Uh, and Greg Gard knows this, so he's going to apply the break here. Wisconsin number 302 in adjusted tempo nationally on the season. Indiana, meanwhile, number 69. Nice. Uh, an average possession length this season. But both these teams, outstanding defensive clubs, back-to-back in adjusted defensive efficiency. Indiana number 16 in the nation. Wisconsin number 15. And we got... A Jackson Davis. We got a Davis on Davis battle in this one. Trace Jackson Davis, who has been sensational, uh, definitely in the conversation alongside Kofi Coburn, uh, Jordan Ivey, among others, or Big Ten Player of the Year. Uh, he will go and battle Johnny Davis, who has been one of the breakout sensations so far this Big Ten season. A guy that can really fill up the cup for Bucky Badger. So. In the end, I think this game is going to be probably in the low 60s. Hopefully, we'll not have overtime. Uh, but the under on 131, I believe, will be cash money. So, fade or follow that under 131, Indiana, Wisconsin, minus 110 at Caesars. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I loved it at 132.5. I did jump on it this morning uh, at the 131.5 before it could dip down even further than it was with the 132. Um, so I, yeah, uh, this is actually one that is going to be featured on uh, you bet tonight. Nice. Uh, it's actually already in my notes. One of the games we're going to, uh, what were the games we're going to talk about, but you brought up overtime, Brad. Uh, yeah, I'm looking <laughs> at you temple Vanderbilt. You asked, <laughs> well, how about that game last night uh, with Texas tech and Tennessee? That was yes. wild. I had the under on that. If you were following the spreadsheet at noisy Cuevos at one forty and a half in Lundy, I think at regulation, they had what? 88, 87 in total. Oh. And I'm yeah, like, oh, you was... watch. This thing's going to go to 10 overtimes. I'm going to end up losing my my underbet. But thankfully, well, mercifully, that was... it was only a single overtime. That was me with Temple and Vanderbilt. I had them yeah. at under 133 and a half. Brad, at the end of regulation, they were at 116. Oh, brutal. Man, that's a tough They beat. were at that's a tough 116 beat. at the end of regulation. They scored 24 points combined <laughs> oh in overtime. So when I say oh, you sucks. assholes, y'all know yeah. that I mean it because that was part of a plus 1143 parlay that I had. Oh. And it's the only leg I missed. Uh, so when those guys went to overtime, I went, oh, you, you better not. And you bastards sure enough, of the rat. And yeah, that happened. And, and then sure enough, they couldn't miss in overtime after combining for, you know, 116 in 40 minutes. These jerk offs score 24. <laughs> All right. I'm not bitter or anything. Uh, I am following on this one. But I will tell you, folks, if you're listening uh, to the pod early in the day, uh, I'm with Brad. You got to jump on this because, again, it's been ticking down depending upon what book you're at. Brad, by tip off, this could be at 129. Yeah, it would not shock me at all. And please, basketball gods, no OT in Madison. Stay tuned for our top picks of the day in the NCAA basketball world. A look ahead to week 14 of the NFL plus a ton. Oh, you know it. Bonus time. Number two. All right, let's head out west, and uh, this is my 
favorite college basketball bet on the board, and the number has been tumbling. I actually got it at open again last night with a line showed up, and this this is a little trade secret uh, for people that may be new to sports betting. You want to get on the lines uh, right around 10 o'clock Eastern time. They stop start to populate for the next day's action and just parse through them and see you know what you feel is a soft line and take advantage of it. Uh, truth be told, this is exactly what happened with this game. Utah State open at plus 8.5. I saw it against BYU, and I'm like, man, that's, that's fishy, knowing the injuries that the Cougars have, knowing how well the Aggies have played this season. So I fired off a ticket on it last night. I woke up this morning. It was down to 7.5. Uh, we're at right now at tape time. And some books, Lundy, have it at six, believe it or not. So I pulled this one from FanDuel, minus 110. I wouldn't be shocked by tip time. It's five and a half for five, the way things are trending right now. You know, BYU is coming off three tough road games. May not have Gideon George, who is a shot maker for them, in the post. And you look at uh, you know Utah State overall, a pretty balanced team. Uh, Justin Bean has been a breakout this season, he's shooting 55.6% from downtown. Horvath chipping in 50% as well. Now, BYU is number one in the country and three-point percentage deep, but they are going to be tested here uh, in this contest. Uh, not only that, but BYU outside of Barcelo and, and Johnson, they just do not have any guys that can stroke it from outside. Number 332 in the country and three-point percentage offense. So if they're building skyscrapers with bricks laid from the perimeter in Utah State, can get the upper hand and drill some of those threes, whether contested or not. Uh, I think they could, you know, not only cover this game, they may spring the upset. The Aggies, one of the best in the business in terms of sharing the sugar, number four in the country and assisted field goals made, while they're only giving up 0.96 points per possession. So at seven and a half, too many points. Hell, it's six and maybe too many points. So give me Utah State, the other Aggies. On the road uh, in the battle for Utah against BYU. Again, pull this one from FanDuel, minus 110, fade or follow. I will follow on this one. I obviously uh, liked it a lot better uh, with the bigger number. But, Brad, you know what I also noticed? Excuse me. The over-under in this has moved a ton. I liked the over when it was sitting at about 137, I Mm. think, was what I saw it at. It's now up to 140 and a half. Wow. Uh, So I would have liked it a lot better in those upper 30s. I'm probably going to stay away from the total now because, as you said, you could wind up seeing some skyscrapers built. Uh, There could be some bricks. Um, so I think at this point I'm going to stay away from it. I did like it when it was in the upper thirties though. Um, so, you know, could be an alt line type of thing for you if you want to play some totals. Uh, but I do like Utah state to cover in this one would have loved it at eight and a half, maybe another alt line there now that it's come down. But again, as you said, this is why you go look at these numbers when they first come out. Uh, truth be told, you do it from a college basketball standpoint. That is one of your uh, betting, uh, sugars. Uh, mine is with hockey. I was looking last night. I'm checking some of the lines. I'm looking at the totals, especially uh, because we do see some of the hockey lines open up at, say, five and a half and then immediately jump to six or higher. Uh, so I've been keeping an eye on those. So, again, Brad makes a really good point. If you're new to this, it is right around 10 or 11 o'clock Eastern that you start to see these things get populated. Take advantage of it, folks. Yeah, hopefully Utah State, the Aggies, will come up. Aces. Number one. All right, let's look ahead to week 14. Uh, and one of the props that really just leapt off the screen for me, pull this one from Caesars. It's juiced up a little bit on the over at minus 125. But I'm willing to slap the wallet for uh, the extra juice here. And that's the LA Rams. Over two and a half total touchdowns. Monday night football and maybe the matchup of the week against the Arizona Cardinals in a game that has a revenge narrative. Because remember, Arizona bested them inside SoFi earlier this season, 37 to 20. 
Uh, the Rams, uh, they're averaging 3.2 touchdowns per game this season, 28 Point zero points per contest. Now, Arizona, uh, you know, they've given up six multi-TD passers and 4.66 yards per carry to the running back position. So, you know, you could have a heavy one-two punch of Daryl Henderson, Sonny Michelle, they could punch one in. If the Matthew Stafford of last week arrives on the field uh, there in Glendale, he's going to have another thrice of TDs through the air. Tons of shootout appeal here. When you got Cooper Cup and Van Jefferson and now OBJ, remember, he wasn't a member of the Rams in the first matchup. I think it's going to be at least three touchdowns in this one. So fade or follow the Rammies over two and a half total TDs minus 125 at Caesar Sportsbook. Follow all day. I am so looking forward to Monday night's game because I am. I, I really after some of the primetime games we have had, Brad, I am really hoping that we get a total of like 81. That's really <laughs> what I'm looking forward to. It. I'm not going to lie. I would really like to see a primetime game. That we all go, man, there was no defense played in that, but son of a bitch, that was fun. Yep. yep. Uh, because we have had some primetime games that have been some snoozers. Stinkers. Uh, from an offensive standpoint. And look, I, I like defense, y'all. I'm not trying to knock the defensive side of the ball. I do like the defensive battles. But every now and then in the primetime, when you've already had several adult beverages all day or all happy hour long, and you get to kick off and then – I mean, that's the kind of shit that puts you to sleep, man. You yeah. got to be you got to be careful with that. You know, you, you get to the point where you got wind gusts or you've got, you know, I don't know, the Broncos and it's just <laughs> boring. Uh, so you need some you need some fun. So I'm actually hoping for some fireworks. And because of that, I got to follow you on this one with the over two and a half touchdowns. Yeah, I think the Rams will certainly light up the scoreboard. Uh, that should be a game. That's a pinball match, no doubt. And you're right. We hundred thousand percent needed based on the lackluster offensive performances we have seen in prime time and we're sure to get another one from my bears on sunday night with that uh before we get out of here let's work in some bonus time selections on this hockey hump date i know you got additional action on the ice so share with us please yeah only four games which means focused in on those four got some picks for you already gave you the over uh, between the flyers and the devils take the over between the colorado avalanche and the new york rangers as well the abs have been over in seven in like i think seven straight i I don't even know. The, the abs just keep scoring and scoring and scoring and scoring. Um, their last two over-unders uh, in their matchups, folks, have been at six and a half. For anybody that follows hockey, you know that if it gets above six, uh, stuff's getting weird. Uh, and the abs have had an over-under of six and a half back-to-back. Right now it sits at six. Again, I would not be surprised if that doesn't get the hook added to it by the time they do the puck drop. And then uh, on the late-night tip for hockey tonight, Vegas will be hosting Dallas. Yes, I know that Dallas is on a roll, but the vast majority of that has been at home. The one road victory that's a part of this role they've been on were against those lowly Arizona Coyotes. Vegas is healthy. Uh, a lot of the injuries and the COVID uh, issues that they were dealing with at the beginning of the season are now over with. Vegas is 4-2 and two in their last home game, so take Vegas on the money line at a minus 145 against the Dallas Stars. And then speaking of the Colorado Avalanche, uh, if you watch You Bet Tonight, my television show on Altitude, you know that I've been preaching this. Nathan McKinnon, who is one of the best players in the entire National Hockey League, has one goal this year. One. Mm. Uh, he has 16 assists, but he only has one goal. And I know from talking to some people at the team, uh, 
you guys ever gone on tilt when you've been betting or playing poker or anything like that? That's kind of where McKinnon is at right now. He had zero shots on goal in the first period of their game against the Flyers. He finished with eight. Dude just wants to put the puck in the back of the net. And so what's been happening because of that is his anytime goal props are at plus odds because dude's not scoring. Yeah. So I'm, And so here's what I have been doing. I know this is crazy. I am betting I've got a half a unit every single game on him on an anytime goal because here's what's going to happen. When Mac finally starts scoring, it's going to be a fire hose, mm. people. Mm. So I, I am going – I keep betting on it and I keep betting on it and I keep betting on it because at some point he's going to score and then it's just going to – the floodgates are going to open, trust me. So right now his, uh, his anytime goal for tonight against the Rangers is at a plus 135. I've got to bet on that because he's going to break through. He's got uh, 13 games uh, in his career against the Rangers. He's got six goals. Uh, so I think he eventually does it. So sorry for the long-winded narrative, but when you're talking <laughs> about one of the best players in the league who is just not scoring – Folks, you know the odds are eventually going to catch up to him. Yeah, that's a great call uh, with you there. The uh, goals will come in bunches for show. Uh, let's go to the NBA and my former fighting Illini great, Io DeSumo, who is going to get the start to DeRozan out. Uh, I love the over on eight and a half combined rebounds and assists against the Cavs at plus 105. Uh, with DeRozan out in the last game, DeSumo played 42 minutes against the Nugs, eight assists and six boards. Uh, Cleveland 11 most assists per game allowed, though they've allowed the six fewest rebounds per game. However, uh, it is 11th best matchup for a point guard in the NBA, and essentially Desumu's going to play some point and some shooting guard, the one and two intermixing with Lonzo Ball in that fashion. So, again, love the over there on the combined rebounds and assists, eight and a half at plus 105. And then let's go with a little two-leg alt-line parlay on the late-night tip. Give me the Cowboys of Wyoming in Arizona plus 20, and I'm going to pair that with San Francisco and Fresno State on the over 121 and a half. Uh, that is a cool plus one eleven. Uh, Wyoming uh, Hunter Maldonado is a ton of fun. Six uh, foot seven point guard. I uh, can really put it on the deck. Now Arizona's got trees, and there's a reason why they are number one in the country in two point percentage defense. But I think with Wyoming's ability to beat you off the dribble inside, their length, their athleticism between Maldonado, Graham Ike, and Drake Jeffries, who by the way Jeffries nailing uh, threes at a fifty one point five percent clip. I think they'll keep that close enough and maybe win in the waning moments when the bench uh, is cleared for the Wildcats with the game in hand and score that cover on the plus 120. And then San Francisco and Fresno, this is purely an algorithmic play uh, based on all the computer metrics that are out there. The projected total is anywhere between 129 and 131, which makes sense because the Dons, outstanding offensively, number 37 in the country, and adjusted offensive efficiency. And that is a wrap on this edition of the Feed the Noise podcast. Please follow Lenny on Twitter at Nate Lundy. Follow me there at Noisy Huevos. Drop us a rating and a review if you enjoy this podcast, would you kindly? And until next time, feed or follow. That is up to you. Feed the noise.